following days finding my way around the ship and adapting to the new leg. As the heel hits the ground, the clang vibrates through my entire body, up to the bone, and my knee takes a light impact. It feels like walking on a boot that laces up to your knees. I slowly start to feel a general discomfort in the leg itself. I'll need to run before I can walk if I'm going to get out of here. But every escape has Skitari I placed. So I stay in line for now. Throughout the ship, vents blow steam in the percussion of industry. I stand myself along the walls as I navigate its passages. The tech priests give me a wide leash turning corners whenever I come near and giving me passage to our levels. The fort pilgrimage is poorly lit, and the ceiling drips of oil, pipes stained with rust, and it seems like the corridors go on forever. I'm spiraling, trying to find a way out when I hear a voice. in troubles that may assault it. One of the Mechanicus monks. He holds a set of metal prayer links and purity seals and has his palm placed on a door panel. What are you doing? Solicitation. Silence. Spirit resting. What? The door panel? Correction. Spirit within. His fingers gloss over the panel. Entreaty. All panels need appeasing. No interlopers in great work. Protect corridors. The superstitious monk continues down the hall, and I follow suit. He approaches the next door panel and begins again. Omnisire, keep this spirit in favor. Request help patience in troubles that may assault it. You must be quick on your feet, Mr. Alamir. Another woman, still mostly human. She wears the same red robes and has rows of bubbling vials attached to her backpack. You were under duress when we met. I oversaw your operation. How are you feeling? Like shit. <laughs> A cogitator has been made available for you if you'd like. It will help with the acclimation. Who are you? Antiparamine. I'm a janitor to the priestess. The priestess? Where is she? She points away. The bridge of the ship is decorated with satin cloth and smoldering candles. At the center is a menagerie of cybernetic half-humans who turn to greet me. I look out the portholes at the distant stars. They flicker dimly, their splendid beams smothered by the night sky. That's when I see it. Dead ahead, like an eel stretching across the cosmos. No stars. No auroras. A cold, empty void. The warp scar. It appears that she is out of the bridge at the moment. 
Helmsman Banram, when will she return? 16.32 hours. Much obliged. Theolin, would you like to wait here? I walked to the glass. If I could hear it, I imagine it would be a wild wind howling. Across the canvas of space, the bleak, fractured line traces the horizon. No light, no life can pierce it. We're cut off from the Imperium of Man. A blast of cold runs up my spine. Theolan? What is this ship? The Fort Pilgrimage is an Ark Mechanicus. Banram Ixos is our trusted helmsman. I'm sure he'd appreciate your insights as we seek passage. The helmsman mouth has been replaced with a cable interface into his dashboard. His cylindrical optics shift my way as coded transfers belch up and down his tubes. A vox box on the nearby table transfers his speech. The ship. I am its mind. The navigator is its heart. The crew are its organs. You are its leech. Pardon, Theolan. The Fort Pilgrimage is a Mechanicus capital ship. Part city, part shrine. It is filled with manufacturia, refineries, and dozens of weapons batteries. And it's our greatest effort to cross the Cicatrix Maldictum. She's serious, isn't she? She's going across a scar? We've spent months preparing it for our pilgrimage. The fission season has deposited its human capital into the posteriori. The subtle channel is disembarking. Weapons are armed. This is our most outfitted Arc Mechanicus in recent history. <sighs> Pain thrums in my knee. I lose focus. <sighs> Why can I feel my toes now? <laughs> Progress. This is good. You're adapting. How long does this adapting normally take? A week or two. Without a cogitator, it will be longer. Conjecture per subject basis. It will be a difficult journey. Perhaps you should consider other argumentations. We could start with the legs and arms. Hmm, perhaps the lungs. I look back at the hole in the stars. This is insane. The pain in my leg built. My nausea builds, the fear builds. I've heard horror stories. Ships that have tried to cross the warp scar only to have their geller fields fail. The things that live inside that pocket of space, they infect the ship, turn people into monstrosities, or you just wind up lost forever. We can't just cross. We must. We will wither and die if we stay on this side of the Cicatrix Maldictum. Resources have begun to run low. Never fear. We will survive. We have her. The priestess? Why is she so special? Logic. Example present. Request perplexing. She is like a figure who has stepped out of history. Like she was born from a holy text. Simplification. Charisma. Charisma. I've seen it. I think about her face. Even with all the circuitry underneath, there's still something supernatural there. 
special. The thought is interrupted by the lead Skitarii entering the bridge. I don't want a spectacle, pirate. Straight answer. Have you flown an MC-33? Me? Um, it's easy enough. I didn't ask if it was easy. I asked if you'd done it. Yeah? Why? He is indebted to us. He's an ally, C-31. He will stick with us, won't you, Mr. Alamir? Pirates always run. The doors to the bridge wheeze open and we see Hieronymia. She glows in the backdrop of the candlelit ship. She looks in our direction and the crew stands in reverence. C-31 forces me into a dropship and we ride down to Prong 4, a hive colony best known for two things, overpriced fuel and a rotating chair of planetary governors. The Zikatarii Alpha keeps himself between me and the priestess the whole time, never taking his hand off the rifle. When we make landfall, it's at the governor's mansion. We exit the dropship and are greeted by a squad of enforcers who show us the way inside. It's a lavish estate. Tons of portraits, spoils of war. I spot a few illegal items as well. Maybe even a few that I stole. The armed escort shows us to the lord of this world, Capus Brewer. To think that I would live to meet you once again. Hieromnia Bosch. The Witch of Metallica. <laughs> Hieronymia stands at attention, flanked by her priests. C-31 and I hold back by the door. Your world is a gem of stars, Lord Brewer. It is a vanity of neighboring worlds lost past the six- What purpose brings you here? Fuel. Ah, yes. My world is rich in it. What of it? Their conversation is stilted. There's some sort of connection between the two. What is your ask, Lord Brewer? 80,000 hours. Lord Brewer, that's a large sum of labor. Blatant robbery. They definitely know each other. Once I am home, I will remember those who aided me. From the Utopia Rupes, I will enrich your kindness with production beyond your dreams. With a forge. You ask for kindness after your last visit? And promise me riches you can't possibly collect? Nobody crosses the warp scar. We have the means of passage. Grand. Then you can afford my price. 80,000 hours from your thralls, and the Soranese mail that was taken. He gestures to C-31. This man called, and I answered. His body has passed the Crux Mechanicus, and will be turned to steel, as is our tradition. Oh, your order has some... archaic beliefs, priestess. Even by the Imperium standard. <laughs> like welcoming companies such as his. Soros C-31 is a follower of the Machine God. 
He is under the cult's protection. Remove that helmet, vagabond. C-31 removes his helmet, exposing his features. He is bald, and his dark skin has been intercut with circuitry. The Lord's face contorts with repulsion when he sees C-31. Lord Brewer. Oh. The same as the rest. <sighs> the Omnissiah cares little for the flesh, Lord Brewer. Sorrow C-31 is being cleansed of his. They should be weaned out. The same as mutants. Oh. Lady Bosch, I think your fool's errand would be less cursed if you gave him over to my enforcers. I may even reduce the sum of hours. Ethnic cleansing isn't uncommon on the frontiers, Lord Brewer. I am not blind to this. I know it is humored, so long as the governor makes sure the Imperium's taxes and tithes are met. But perhaps. You would have met your tights and wouldn't need my thralls if you had not culled such a significant portion of your population. The Lord recoils at the rebuttal. Hieronymia saunters closer. You will grant us fuel at a fair price. And in return, Andalsterios will access your data stacks to ensure that a clerical error covers your production shortfall. Otherwise, at next assessment, the Administrator may find a wider deficit. Another Governor will be happy to take your place. The Lord bristles under the pressure. In a sector filled with war, she wins without lifting a finger. I'm amazed. Terrified. The, the fuel will be elevated. But you will stay in accommodations for the evening to ensure that our data stacks are properly reviewed. Thank you for your patronage, Lord Brewer. We will start at once. That was masterful. Here be monsters, Thalen. We must be terrible. So, now what? Keep a close eye on our escort. If Lord Brewer has any second thoughts, alert me immediately. Yes, Priestess. I take great pleasure in ending his governance early. She walks away with true imposition. I know I am tethered to her. and begin to wonder if there's any point to trying to escape. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to part two of A Cog in Crimson. This fan-made audio drama is part of an anthology series put on by Cold Open Stories, and it's our first serialized arc. Now what we're doing could be called community theater set in the 41st millennium. Each month or so, we write a script and then you, the listener, audition to play the parts. It's a great way to build community and share stories worth telling. 
all levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions. So whether you're a writer, an actor, or a genocidal planetary governor, you can check us out on coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest casting call. A Cog in Crimson was written, directed, and produced by Colin DeGraff, with music composed by Robert Renato Hack. This episode starred Stuart Moyer, Richie Amons, Tara Burke, Philip Sacramento, Brianna McDowell, Shay Shell, and Jonathan Cox. Now I'm going to let you go with one more thing. You know Patreon? We don't have one. And we don't want one. The best way you can help us isn't by donating, but by sharing our stories in your network. Without a cast, none of this is possible. So please spread the signal and consider auditioning or writing for our next story.